this session. Oh, thunder only happens when it's raining. Players only love you when they're playing. Join our adventure party as we delve into the social and cultural aspects of our favorite game, all while enlightening our taste buds with a random craft beer. So crack open your favorite Bardic Inspiration and roll initiative with us of Dice and Brews. Greetings, fellow adventurers. It's Ben, also known as the Forever DM, back with another session of Dice and Brews. This session, we got a lot of good stuff to cover and getting started right away in the pre-funk. Wizards of the Coast and D&D have released the expert classes Unearthed Arcana of one D&D. This Unearthed Arcana will cover Rogue, Bard, and Ranger, giving new flavors, new abilities to the expert classes. I personally... Haven't got to dive into this Unearthed Arcana just yet. It's a whopping 37-page Unearthed Arcana, so I want to devote some time and some effort to getting into that. But I am definitely looking forward to it. This Unearthed Arcana will also give us the real ability to playtest what they're aiming for in 1D&D. Also in this Unearthed Arcana, we have a brand new rules glossary, which I've been told is superseding that of the original rules glossary in the first release. And going forward, when they release another rules glossary, it will supersede this one. So the latest rules glossary is always the one that, that has all the rules. I'm also told in this on Arthur Kana that there will be 48 total subclasses in the final edition of 1D&D. Um, that's an amazing amount for one book. Usually you have to buy two or three books to get that, that amount of subclasses. Usually there's like one or two or three maybe for each class. That's exciting in itself to get 48 subclasses, so many different options for so many different classes. This on Arthur kind of also has uh, the spell list for the primal, the divine, and the arcane from levels one or zero cantrip all the way to nine. That's exciting to pick through that list as well. If you are a spellcaster, some just some little things that just glossing over it and what I've heard. If you are a spellcaster that is able to cast a ritual spell on your list, you no longer have to have a ritual spell casting ability. If you can cast that spell and it is a ritual spell, you can cast it as a ritual. I know that's a lot. Just that's an exciting thing. Also, Ranger at level zero has cantrips and access to spells right away. That's exciting. I heard the ranger gets quite a buff in this one. Uh, leading on on what I've said before is that I think they're trying to make later or higher level uh, content more accessible and, and make it feel good. Uh, now, instead of at 20, you get your, your epic level tier class thing at, at 18. And then you get an epic boon at 20th level. So I do think that they're trying to lean towards uh, making uh, later game content more feasible for DMs and players and more accessible and and honestly more fun. Aside from the new Unearthed uh, Arcana, uh, Wizards of the Coast and D&D has officially launched their after-school club program and curriculum. These are aimed at 
grades four through six, and then they have another set of rules aiming at grades six through eight. This is also something that I wish to download, dive deeper into, and get a little bit more familiar with. But just glossing over it, the art looks beautiful, the presentation looks beautiful. I highly suggest that if you are an educator or interested in teaching your youngsters D&D, that you go to the Wizards of the Coast webpage, the D&D page, and download this stuff for yourself. Take a look at it, see what you can do, modify it, and then let me know what you think. I'll also be diving into that because it seems really fun and, and I have youngsters of my own so it will be a, a great experience for me as well to get familiar with that all right and lastly on the pre-funk i have an announcement to make on of dice and brews that monsters and minis a strictly youtube show that has been in the works for a little over two years now will finally be coming to fruition this month in october i'm gonna make the first episode we're gonna see how it goes i aim to make these one per month but if the demand is there and I enjoy the, the content and what I'm putting out. I'll probably make more. This is going to focus on giving life and running the monsters of your campaign. Also, by me 3D printing miniatures and painting them up, slapping some paint on them real quick. I am by no means a professional painter. So this is going to be a quick, easy paint job that makes it look and feel finished. Nobody likes it when you put monsters on your table, especially DMs. Players don't mind it too much, but it's so much more immersive when you can put monsters on your table that have color on them and not just plastic or resin. So I'll be 3D printing my own monsters, giving you monster stats to a certain point and telling you how your monsters should be handled and, and run and, and maybe a kind of an encounter uh, situation. Um, like I said, this is just a quick and easy tutorial on how to slap two or three colors on, on your monsters and, and then tell you how to run them in in an organic type fashion and in a narrative type fashion as well. These aren't going to be very long videos, so don't look for like 25 to 30 minute uh, runtime. Probably going to lean on that 12 to 15 minute sweet spot as a YouTube video. So go over to YouTube and subscribe to Of Dice and Brews now and be on the lookout for these videos. Also, subscribe now because when we hit that 500 subscribers mark, I will be giving away a Mimic Dice Tower that I've been advertising on Twitter. I'm doing one of these for Twitter. I'm doing one of these for YouTube. I'm doing one of these for Instagram. Go hit Hit me up on those platforms and help me achieve my subscriber and follower goal so I can give you guys a chance to win these awesome dice towers. And then be on the lookout for more giveaways. We're going to try to do a giveaway every month. I hope you guys help me in fulfilling these goals that I have for the channel and for our podcast. And with that being said and all the announcements, uh, it's a juicy episode today. We're going to talk about how to be a better player, give you a little bit of advice and and just give you some tips and tricks and, and some advice on how to be a better player and how to prepare yourself for your game. With that being said, what's on tap today? Have a pint, take a break and relax. It's my favorite part of the show. So tell me, boys, what's on tap? All right, adventurers, today, what's on tap? We have Wasatch Brewery Black O'Lantern Pumpkin Stout, brewed with pumpkin and spices. So being October, I thought it'd be nice and festive to have something a little bit more pumpkin-y. <laughs> it says it is 6.66 alcohol by volume. 14 IBUs, and it tastes like chocolate, pumpkin, and velvety. What kind of a madman would cross an imperial stout with the pumpkin ale? Our brewers. As it turns out, this rich, chocolatey frankenbrew is dried, spiced, and scary good. Boo! So that's uh, 
Wasatch Brewery out of Salt Lake City, Utah, established 1986. We drink our share and we sell the rest. That's their motto. All right, so I'm going to crack this open and we're going to see what we're working with. Right off the bat, it smells very chocolatey. Yeah, I don't like this at all. This is terrible. This is, I'm, I'm, it definitely has a stout feel to it. But that pumpkin at the back end, oh man, this is gross. I'm not digging this at all, guys. Whew. Of course, uh, being the in-depth kind of reviewer that I am, I will finish this can with a heavy heart. Give my review on the last call and uh, and tell you what goes on. Hopefully, my taste buds can acclimate to this, and and we'll see if we can get some better taste. But this right off the bat, guys, I'm saying that this is this is not good for me. <laughs> the only thing I like more than brew is home brew. <laughs> All right, adventurers, let's talk about Mindly. I love notebooks. The only problem is is that I can never find any of the notebooks that I start when I need them. And then when I don't need them anymore, then I find them. So then I always end up with like four or five different notebooks with a start of a session here, the end of a session here, NPCs over here. I can never keep all my stuff together. But what do I always have on me? I always seem to have my phone on me. That's where Mindly comes in. Mindly is a quick and efficient way to store all your session notes, your session prep, your NPCs, just your crazy ideas that you might have in another session, or just some crazy ideas that you might put towards your character that you have in another session, some some ways that you want to present your character to the part of your other NPCs. Whip out your phone, open the Mindly app, and jot down some ideas. The best part about this app is it, it connects, and you have certain places where you can put your NPCs, your session notes, your ideas, your specific places. I use Mindly to organize and jot down ideas for this podcast. I also use it as my main place to take notes and prepare for my sessions for my campaign. This map is amazing. And then if you zoom out, it has a, a mind map where you can see how everything interconnects. And it looks like one of those like star maps kind of thing. It's like your own astrology sign or your own uh, constellation. It's simply amazing. I cannot recommend this map enough. Even if you're not using it as a DM, use it as a player. Jot down those, those locations, those NPCs affiliated with those locations. Each session note, individual sessions, what you did in those sessions, it's a great app. You, you won't get enough of it. You'll use start to use it for everyday applications. It's it's simply amazing. I guarantee you, you'll use it a lot once you dive into it. Mindly, go get it. Come on, get happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, adventurers, let's talk about how to be a better player at your D&D table. First of all, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to be polite courteous and respect other people at the table i feel like that's a standard and that's an unspoken rule of DD. it's the golden rule treat other people's the way you want to be treated that's just the way it is that being said this session is about tips and advice about how to get the most out of your experience at the table when playing a character these are just some things that i think that will help you in immersing yourself at the table and allow you to see and access the full potential of your created character, engaging them and immersing yourself and other people into this story. The first piece of advice I have for you is know how your character works. Take some time between sessions and review and become more familiar with what your character does, their spells, their abilities, their modifiers, their backgrounds, their flaws, their bonds, their ideals. 
Knowing this and having it become a part of you will help you in becoming more decisive when situations or obstacles present themselves. Then you can really get into that mindset, and here's that key phrase, of what my character would do. It's not a time-consuming task at all. It takes frequency and it takes practice. Five to ten minutes. Uh, just when you have no time, when you're sitting there watching TV, pull up your uh, character sheet on D&D Beyond and just tinker with it. Go through it. Um, between your sessions, read your character sheet. Refresh yourself. Before the session, review what your character did last session, th- what happened in the last session, how they acted, how they felt. Just become more immersed in that world before you start. And having that mindset of your character before you start your next session will help you get into your character and make better choices inside the game. It will immerse you fully in the story. It will immerse other people into the story. And most of all, you'll blow your DM away the next time that you're in the combat order and you know exactly what your character would do and exactly what they're capable of. The second piece of of advice I have for you is declare actions, not game mechanics. When you as your character want to do something, instead of telling the DM, hey, I want to make a check, tell them how you're doing it. Give a quick description of how you're searching the door for traps instead of just telling them, I want to check for traps. Say how you are scanning the tree line for a possible ambush instead of calling out, Hey DM, can I get a perception check? Be more descriptive in your skills and ability checks. Even your attack and your spell casting. If you're more descriptive with it, it will lead you to a more immersive environment. The best thing is, is you will also find that once you start doing this, other players around you will start following suit when they see how much more in-depth the simplest description will give your character and the current events. Everybody's going to start doing it. The DM will feed into you. The other players at the table will feed into what you're doing. And it just makes it a more invigorating, a more in-depth storytelling event other than just trying to play strictly a board game. Get descriptive. Tell short descriptions instead of asking for game mechanics or checks. Here's the thing also. If you make those descriptions and you don't feel like your description was enough for the DM to ask you for those checks... Then tell them, hey, look, I was trying to get this perception check. As a DM, you have a a whole bunch of stuff going on and they can't juggle everything. Just try to be more descriptive. Use descriptions instead of asking for game mechanics. Work with the DM, not against them. Remember, we are telling an epic story together. The DM is not against you. It's the DM's job to put obstacles in front of the party to make the story worth telling, not to spite you or any other member of the party. If you have an idea for your character's backstory or progression in their story, run it by the DM as soon as possible. Make your intentions with your character known to the DM. That way they can integrate that part of your character's story into the world, provide you with more fun and fulfillment. As opposed to springing it on them last minute and then maybe it doesn't become as relevant as you had hoped. The more you communicate your intentions with the DM, the more open they will be to allowing certain builds or homebrews. If they know that you are all part of the same story and you're here for an adventure and you're not here to break the game, if your intentions are known, the more fun and the more lax they will give you with rules, the more playtesting you're available to do. That way, it's more fun and immersive for all people at the table. Engage other PCs, NPCs, the DM, the world... The world is vast and only as small as you want it to be. 
unlocked potential of building relationships with other PCs, ask them questions about themselves, about what they're looking for, about why they made those choices in a combat or a social situation. Become a part of other PCs' story, not just along for the ride. In the words of an up-and-coming young wizard, I have so many questions. Now, I'm not saying become the other PC's story, but become a part of it. Aid them in their quest. Maybe you have information on what they are looking for. Sometimes DMs intermingle backstories. And how would you know if somebody else has information to your backstory unless you interact with them or ask them? The PCs are the story, and the story is best told when all parts of the story are explored and known. Same goes with the world. If there's something the DM describes that intrigues you, Interact with it. Seek it out. Make it a part of your character's story. Any DM would be more than happy to expand on something that a player has shown interest in that they spent hard time and effort to bring to life. This can lead to some amazing story arcs, loop potential, plot hooks, and above all else, super amounts of fun. Communicate with the DM and other players. Make sure that you're always in touch with the other people at your table. Feedback is important. For the DM, for the other players, for yourself. Gauge the fun at the table. The interaction. Play your part in making this game the most epic experience for everyone each time you get together and play the game. If you aren't on top of your game, let's be honest, it's okay. It happens. Let the table know that maybe you're not having the best day or you need to take a less vocal role this time. Or maybe talking about the problem with your friends at the table that care about you would help. Maybe you just need that session where you vent. Always communicate your intentions, emotions, and give feedback on how you're feeling or how even the campaign or individual sessions are going. Let people know. Praise people. Give them feedback, even other player characters. If somebody does an awesome job that session, pat them on the back and be like, or hey, that was a great session of RP. I really liked what you did here. I feel like I got to know your character a little bit more. Even the DM. They worked so hard to bring this world to life for us. Tell them that that encounter was amazing. I really liked what you did with this big bad evil guy. Or, oh my god, those minions were super tough. That whole environment, the music that you put behind it, feedback is important. Or tell them otherwise. Look, I feel like this session fell on deaf ears because we couldn't hold the attention of the group. I think we really need to like hone it in a little bit. And you need to be a little bit more strict at the table about getting everybody's attention. Give them feedback. Give other people feedback, even if it's negative. Everybody should know that this is not an attack on an individual person. This is all to help the game flow smoothly and everybody to get the most out of it. All right, and this is the last piece of advice I have for you. And this is a big one. Accept failure. Not all the things you want to accomplish in this game will be successful. And you know why? Because of those little shapes that we are all so fond of Yes, you know the ones. And I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those pesky dice. Oh, the dice. As great as our descriptions are, as well thought out as our plans and schemes are, the one agent of chaos that doesn't always go according to plan is those dice. But guess what? That doesn't mean that all hope is lost. That doesn't mean that everything is trash now. That means a new door opens... And now you have to find another way to achieve success. Accept the failure. Use it to tell a better story. Because often, those are the failures that make the best table memories and stories that you will tell from years to come. Embrace the fail. 
Sarang, it throws its last call. All right, adventurers, we're back with the last call, and we were reviewing Wasatch Brewery Black Oat Lantern Pumpkin Stout. Once again, that alcohol by volume is 6.66, has 14 IBUs, and it was brewed in Salt Lake City, Utah. Once again, I am not a big fan of this. I love stouts. I'm not a big pumpkin spice guy, but I love pumpkin. But pumpkin in beer, this one at least, not for me. Not at all. This is something that I'm probably never going to pick up again. This might be something that I don't recommend to anybody. Honestly, it's just not hitting me the way it should. This is not good for me. I'm going to give this a one out of four. And to be honest with you, I I don't know if I can finish this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why did you do this to me? (laughs) I mean, it's worth a shot. That's what we do. Accept the fail. You know, keep going. Keep the story going. If you don't try new things, if you don't try to evolve, if you don't broaden your horizon, so to speak, then you kind of just get left feeling unfulfilled and a little bit left behind while everybody else expands on their RP and expands on their character stories. Be a, an interactive part at your table. Do your, do your duty. Do your duty. Have fun with it. But more importantly, give feedback and learn about the people at your table. Help them tell their stories as well. Become parts of their stories. Use these tools to make better characters and create better memories at your table. Interact with your DM. Interact with the other PCs. That's most important. You are telling a story with other people at the table. Interact with those people. Ask them. Tell them. Have emotions with them. Don't let those emotions boil over to outside of the game. Remember, this is a board game. This is an interactive game. This is a storytelling game. We're here to have fun. Not everything is cut and dry. Not everything is black and white. There should be just as much depth in this game as there is in real life. And we all know that everything in real life is not cut and dry either. It's not black and white. And more importantly, in your real life and in this game, everything doesn't always go according to plan. You have to find ways to tiptoe around things. Obstacles are placed that you just can't go through. You have to go around embrace the fail learn from the fail better your story by the fail the fail will make you a better person a better player a better a better dm it will make you better at everything if you learn from the fail so embrace the fail and remember life's an adventure roll with it